The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Praying with results. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Praying with results. Your prayer shall return with results. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah 33.3. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. How many of us know that there are things we don't know? That's why we are praying. There are things we don't know. But how many of us know that we have access to know the things we don't know? How many of you know that? You know you have access to know the things you don't know? All of us have access to know the things we don't know. We have access. The Bible says, But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, I want you to understand that praying with resource simply means praying with answers. When we talk about praying with resource, it means praying with answers. God does not call us to just call on him. He says, and you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Psalm 65 verse 2. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given you. Seek, it shall find, knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him that knocks shall be opened. Today, I just want to talk to you briefly about two important things. I'll start one of them today. Tomorrow, I'll talk about something else. Or maybe next week. To obtain results in prayer, I've realized that there are two important things that are very, very critical. Somebody say very critical. Two very important things. They are fundamental. One is our relationship with God and our rights in Christ. Our relationship with God. Somebody say, my relationship with God and my rights in Christ. Say, my relationship with God and my rights in Christ. Now, it's also almost the same because our relationship with God is what establishes our rights in Christ. Your relationship with God. Your relationship with God. Your relationship with God. Our relationship with God is fundamental. Now, Jesus is teaching about prayer here. And I know that he didn't teach about prayer in the way that we have taken it. What they call the Lord's Prayer is actually not the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. See, sometimes when you look at the title, you think that it's the Holy Ghost that gave the title. It is just the commentators that felt that this thing, we should title it. But the Lord's Prayer is really not the Lord's Prayer, particularly the way we use it. The way we relate to the Lord's Prayer. Because in the prayer itself... What Jesus said we should not do is what we have been doing with the Lord's Prayer. The first thing he said we should not do, that is what the Lord's Prayer we have been doing with it since. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. I know some people, your eyes are wide open. What is pastor talking? He said, when you pray, somebody say, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, okay? 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street. You know there are some people who believe that until they climb a mountain, God will not hear them. That was a lot of the hypocrites. The hypocrites believed that before they could be heard, they needed to stand at strategic places to pray. But I like it when the Bible says in the book of First Timothy, he said, I would amen pray everywhere. Somebody said you can pray everywhere. That's the beauty of the New Testament. Somebody actually went to Jesus and said, shall we on the mountain worship the Father? Jesus said, the time coming and now is when we shall neither on in Jerusalem or on the mountain worship the Father. For God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you can be in your room and worship God. I'm not communicating here. God is a spirit. That's who he is. Jesus changed the Bible and said, these people, they love to pray. And they like standing at strategic places. I know some people who pray and they have to take a certain posture in prayer or God will not hear them. <laughs> they have to hold their ear like this. <laughs> this is Jesus speaking. He said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrite. Now listen, there are a lot of misconceptions here. I just can't go over that, those misconceptions. I really, what I have to share with you is quite lengthy, but maybe I should just take time and disabuse people's mind about those things. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Some people sometimes think that when Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrite, it means that you must, and particularly when you go down, you go down verse uh, 6, he says, from when you pray, go into your room so that people who also never pray to be seen. Praise God. That's it. Let's start from verse 1. I think, now I have your attention. <laughs> so let's start from where we started from. Verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray. Somebody say they love to pray. Love. Uh, loving to pray does not mean you will get answers to prayer. As for me, I just love to pray. It's, it's loving to pray is good, but you have to pray with answers. Then he says, they, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street that they may be seen by men. Does it mean that it's wrong to pray to be seen by men? No, no. If the motive is that people will see you, that's what is wrong. Because Jesus himself was seen by men. Do you know Jesus was seen praying? Oh, you don't, you don't agree. Go to Luke chapter 11, let me show you there. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. And it came to pass, as he was in a certain place, when he had ceased, that one of the disciples said, teach us to pray. When did they see that he had ceased praying? Because they saw him pray. He had maybe probably knelt down. When he got up, they knew that the, the thing was over. Then he said, teach us to pray. Jesus prayed and he was seen sometimes praying. So that's not the point. Go to uh, that text again. But when you pray... When you pray, when you pray, verse 6, go into your room when you have shut your door and pray to your father who is in the secret place. Now, take note of the word father. Father, it's repetitive in this prayer. Your father, look at it. The first mention is that your father who sees in secret shall reward you all openly. Now, go to verse 7. He said, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the hidden do for they think that they will be heard for there are many ways. Now, the vain repetition is what we have come to be associated with the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be. That's vain repetitions. Praise God. That's not what Jesus designed it to be. It's actually a model prayer. A model is something you look at or you can pattern something after. That's a model. This is a model. 
Something you look at, something that gives you something to work with. That's a model. A model is not something to be recited or repeated. No. He says they use very repetitions for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them for your, for your, for your, for your, okay. Knows the things you need before you ask him. Go to verse number 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our, 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 are you counting the number of fathers there? That is four so far. Let's read the rest together. Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, thy will be done, blah, 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 blah. Now, answer to prayer begins when you get to know God well as your father. Answer to prayer begins when you get to know God well as your, as your, yeah, and understand the relationship well. Satan has robbed us. A wrong teaching has also helped Satan to rob us. Yeah. And sometimes bad natural experience also influences how we perceive God as Father. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father. Look at John chapter 16, verse 23. John 16, 23. He said, in that day you ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask who? The Father in my name. He will give it. Somebody say the Father. The Father. Today, I'm not really going to teach. I'm just going to read scripture to you so that you see how important all this relationship is. This afternoon, while I was meditating and reflecting, I just could not help it but see the number of times Jesus referred to the Father in prayer. I realized that one of the secrets to the effectiveness of Jesus' prayer life was the consciousness that he was relating to his Father. Very rarely. In fact, you, you will never see Jesus address Satan in prayer. <laughs> in prayer, where Satan is a subject, we kill them, die by fire. <laughs> we shoot them. For where? Jesus never wasted time. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, let's read our Bibles again. Because there are a lot of things we have come to be associated with Christianity. It actually gives a bad impression about Christianity. It gives. It does. It does. Go through the times Jesus prayed, where Jesus was actually, Satan was really the target. Every time it was about him and his father. Let's see a few things. Prayer becomes, I quoted there, I said, prayer becomes a delight and not just a duty. When we come to know and understand God as our father. Because listen, all the ingredients I realize, all the ingredients that makes for effective prayer and effective praying, they are all rooted and grounded in your understanding of God as your father. All of them, all of them, all of them. All the vital ingredients. All the vi- I mean, if I ask you some of the things, some of the reasons why some of you, you think your prayer cannot be answered. One of the commonest ones that you mention is sin. But it's not a factor. No, no, no. Some are, some are getting confused. It's not a major factor here. If it is between us and Satan, it becomes a factor. But even Satan has not got antidote to it because there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, once we are in Christ, Satan doesn't become a factor. It's between us and our Father. Even if you have sinned, who did you sin against? Who did you sin against? What is your Father's solution to the sin problem? Jesus Christ. Who said Jesus Christ? 
Somebody said Jesus Christ. That, that, that was a very smart answer. God's answer to sin is Jesus Christ. Am I communicating? Yeah. That's God's answer. Every time Satan wants to bring sin against you and level accusation of sin against you, turn to Satan and say, look on the cross. <laughs> if you are looking for me, look on the cross. Once you understand this, you see, one major reason why people don't have answers to prayer is because we don't have confidence when we come to God. We don't what? We don't have confidence at all when we come to God. Because Satan has successfully indoctrinated us. The wrong teaching has also helped his cause. The secret behind the effectiveness of Jesus' prayer life was rooted in the consciousness that God was his father. Now look at this. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 9, Jesus is saying, In this manner therefore, when you pray, say, Our Father. I want you to follow. I'm just reading the scripture with you so that you just say, Our Father. That means my father and your father. Now go to Matthew 26, verse 39. Matthew 26, verse 39. This was when Jesus was dealing with something very difficult. He went a little further. Please listen. I just want you to see how he addressed it. The address. The address. Because sometimes we pray in the name of Jesus, but it looks like we address Satan more in our prayer. Sometimes you go to some prayer meeting, particularly a lot of all-night prayer meetings, and Satan gets a greater mention than Jesus Christ did. It's as if the meeting has been called to praise Satan. That's all. That's all. That's all. Jesus went. He went a little further and fell on his head and prayed, Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Now go. Verse 42. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh my. Oh my. Okay, let's do 44. 44. Look at it. If you understand English grammar, you will know. And he left them and went again and prayed the time saying the same words. In other words, he said, oh my father. This is Jesus. You take time and go through the prayer times of Jesus. I mean, time was not going to permit me to fully exhaust it. But as many as I walked through, I saw that, hey, the man was very conscious of the father. Because when you come before your father, particularly if you have had a, a good earthly father, you will know how to relate with God. When you have had a father who has not been there for you, then you begin to see God in that light. Oh, my father. Look at that. Matthew chapter 26, verse 52 to 53. <laughs> but Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the... Uh -huh. Look at verse 53. Let's read it together. 53. And do you, or do you think that I cannot? Did you see the father there again? Uh -huh. And he will provide me. My father, my father, my father. Mark chapter 11 verse, that is Matthew. There's a few in Matthew there. Let's look at Mark chapter 11 verse 25 to 36. Then Jesus said to him, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Did you see that? Good. Now, verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven. Let's look at 23. Luke 23, 34. Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments. Look at Luke 23, 46. 
And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, what did he say? Father, into your hands I commit my good. Now let's look at John chapter 11 verse 41. This is Lazarus. Lazarus. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I, Father, I, good. John chapter 14 verse 16. And I will pray there. I will pray there. John 17, 1. This is actually, if you want to know the Lord's prayer, the prayer that Jesus really prayed, this way, Jesus actually prayed for his people here. He said, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has what? Come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you. 17.11. Let's look at 17.11. Now, I'm no longer with them. I'm no longer in the word, but these are in the word. I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them through your name. Those who you have given me that they may Know that we are one. John 17, 24 to 25. Father. Somebody say father. Father. Say father. Father. Now these are many instances where Jesus is praying. Praise God. Jesus is praying. Jesus is praying. They that you have given me, you give. I desire that they also whom you you gave me may be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which you have given me also. Now, when you come into the epistles, somebody say the epistles. Now, the one that is written to particularly for those of us in the New Testament, Apostle Paul was speaking and in his salutations and prayers, he follows the same pattern. Praise God. In his salutations and prayers, the same pattern. Let's start. Romans chapter 1 verse 7. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, Call to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our God. Ephesians 1 2. Grace to you and peace from God our and the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 15 to 17. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love for the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Ephesians 3, 14 to 15. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 23. I just want the Bible to talk to you. Praise God. Uh-huh. Peace be to the brethren and love with faith. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1-2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 4-20. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and Colossians 1-3-4. We give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints. Colossians 1.12. Let's look at it. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 11. Now may our God and Father. Somebody say my God and Father. Say my God and Father. Himself 
and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 to 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. 1-3. Grace to you and peace from God uh, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say God is my Father. Say, God is my father. Now, it's always important. Let it sink until you are so conscious of the fact that God is your father. He's your father. And nothing can change that. Nothing can what? Say, nothing can change that. Nothing can ever change that. Nothing can ever change that. Nothing can ever change that. Look at what the Bible says. When did God become your father? John 1, 12, he said, as many as receive him, to them he gave power to become what? The children of God. To those who believe on his name. Once you put faith in Christ, God becomes your automatic father. The relationship is not a servant-to-son relationship. Because a servant is limited in what he can ask. A servant is limited. And a servant is always looking for ways to end things. But even when a son has messed up, he still knows that he is entitled to some things. Am I communicating here? A son is entitled to some things even when he has messed up. Look at this. I believe that's what brought the uh, prodigal son back. When he was coming back, he said, do you know what he first said? He said, I will rise up and go back to my father. But when he was coming, then he said, I'm no longer ready to be called your son, but call me your servant. But the first thing, that made him rise. He said, I will rise and go back to my father. Because he knew that he had messed up. But the relationship was still intact. And your relationship with God is not based on you. It's based on the finished work of Christ. Praise God. The moment you believe God and you believe Christ and you put your faith in Christ, that is how God sees you. He no longer sees you as you. He sees you in Christ. And that is critical. Look at Galatians 4 verse 4 to 7. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Verse 5. To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive their adoption. Somebody say adoption. Adoption as what? Sons. And you remember last year I was teaching you on adoption. And I told you that in the era when these things were written, when you were adopted as a child, your standing before your adopted father carried the same weight and much more than someone who was legitimately born. At the time of the writing, a person that is legitimately born or a biological child could be disowned, but adopted child could not be disowned. He said, no, you have been adopted because you are sons. God has sent forth his spirit into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Daddy, that's what it means. Say, God is my daddy. Say, God is my daddy. Some of you didn't call your father's daddy. You used to call them Eja. <laughs> old man. <laughs> but God is your daddy. Somebody say, God is your daddy. <laughs> you know, the daddy bees are different, you know. <laughs> Look at verse 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Praise God. An heir. You have right to things. You are an heir through Christ. Now look at Romans chapter 8 verse 15 to 17. Romans 8, 15 to 17. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Fear. Somebody say fear. fear. I'm telling you. 
Fear has denied a lot of people things from God. They are praying, but they cannot receive. When you begin to see yourself as a child, you begin to see that you deserve what you are asking for. Yeah. You don't now begin to think about all the right things you have done before. You now qualify yourself. No. Because you are a child, whether you have done the right thing or not, there are things you must get. I'm not communicating. There are things you are entitled to receive from God. And that's what we talk about your rights. Children's rights. Have you heard of children's rights? <laughs> now, God himself has also given you right to certain things by reason of your being a child. And Satan has no part in the matter. He has no part. What he specializes at doing is to keep you in a certain mindset, mind mode, that you always feel that you are not worthy and uh, deserving to receive anything from God. And the moment you buy into it, he has already finished you. That's why the Bible said, they that are in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. As long as your mind is not in sync with God's word, and you are thinking like you used to think, or you are thinking like the word, you can never receive from God. A double-minded person is unstable in all his way. Let him not think he shall receive anything from God. Praise God. There are people who think that when they die, then they, they become children of God. <laughs> right now, when you ask them, where do you stand with God? I'm not sure. Listen, let me tell you, if you are not sure in this life where you stand with God, when you die, you will never be sure. That decision is not left. You ask, where you die tomorrow, where will you go? You say, I'm not sure. You know, none of us can decide. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> Nobody knows. No one is perfect. Now, usually, that's what they say. No one is perfect. Now, listen. You think if it was perfection, we would take to heaven. It's actually, no, the truth is, actually, it's perfection we are taking to heaven. But it's not our perfection. It's actually his perfection that is taking us there. Praise God. It's perfection. Because he became a perfect sacrifice. And through him we have access. Somebody say we have access. Ooh, look at Ephesians 2.18. I want to close it, but the thing is becoming sweeter. This, this gospel is sweet, eh? Look at this. He said, for through whom we have access by one spirit to the Father. Somebody say, I have access. I have access. Say, I have access. I have access. Say, I have access. I have access. access. You have access to the Father. You have access to the Father. Never allow Satan to keep you in bondage for one second. It's an insult on the finished work of Christ. It's an insult on what the blood of Christ did for us. Never once. Now, when you get to understand the subject of righteousness and this new covenant we are with God, Satan will begin to even become surprised at you because most of the things you fear him for, he's actually surprised that you are afraid of him of those things. Yeah, Satan gets surprised. There are things you are afraid of. Satan looks at you, finishes with you and makes you afraid. You go and stand somewhere and say, <laughs> <"Kowe ba." laughs> <"Wasau, wasau." laughs> Yeah. Oh, the only thing Satan has is tricks. That's what the Bible says. We are not ignorant of his devices. May the Lord help us. <laughs> May the eyes of understanding be enlightened. First John 3, 1 and 2 are close. He said, behold, what manner of love. Somebody say, what manner of love? That the Father has what bestowed upon us that we should be called, that we may be called, that we might be called, 
that we will later be called. That we should be called. Therefore, the word does not know us because it's not. Now, I like verse 2. Now, verse 2 is where the, the sweetest part of the thing. Beloved, now. Somebody say now. Say now. Say now. When are you a child of God? When are you a child of God? Now. The day you accepted Christ as your, you became a child of God. And all the rights of a child of God are yours. All the rights are yours. All the rights. Right to forgiveness, right to health, right to... Pro all the rights are yours. Now are we the children of God. Now are we. Stand on your feet. And give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise that he's brought you into a son-father relationship. That's what this is about. When you are praying in the morning, don't feel, oh, and I decided I will pray three hours a day and I've not been able to pray, so God is holding a king. No, he's your father. When you were turning left, right, center on your bed, he will see you. And he knew that my daughter needs rest. My daughter sleep. Open your mouth and thank God for this sweet union. Father, we thank you for the opportunity, the privilege of calling you our father. Thank you for the love you bestowed upon us. When on the cross you made the way for us to have access. Thank you for access to your throne. Thank you for access to all the things that are ours in Christ. We give you praise. We pray with confidence. We pray with boldness. We pray with authority. Because we know we are talking to a God who loves us. We are talking to our father who is delighted in us. We are talking to our father who is pleased with us. We give you praise. We give you glory for answers in this season. Thank you for bumper harvest of answers. Not because we deserve it. But because we are your children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for humbling testimonies. Of your visitation in our midst. We give you all glory and praise. In Jesus matchless name. And the saints of God shouted an amen. Pastor Afraqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afraqua, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel.yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afraqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m to 8 a.m. Our second service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.